Hi everyone, it's Lisa here. How are you doing? Have you had a good day? I'm coming online to let you know that I am speaking at an HSP summit on, it starts on the 19th of February and it runs for 14 days till the 3rd of March and it's free. So I wanted to offer that up to you and let you know that I'm speaking about becoming the author of your HSP life. And I'm going to be sharing, I'm going to be talking about how I became an HSP, what my experience was of that and um, my background in coaching. And then I'm going to be talking about intuitive journaling, which is this technique that I've developed for sensitives um, and why it's great for sensitives and why it's so healing and why you can do it for yourself and why it's easy. Talk about some of the blocks to that that people find and how you can overcome those. So I've actually just finished recording the interview with the lovely Jill Marie Hass, who's um, hosting the um, Global HSP Summit. So it's globalhspsummit.com. You can go over there and register for your ticket and it's completely free. And the whole point of this um, piece of work is to bring HSPs together and to, you know, imagine a world where your sensitivity was embraced and imagine a world where, you know, we've all got intuitive and creative gifts. Imagine a world where we could use those. I think at the moment in the world that we live in, I think we could really do with some HSP leaders some people that are leading from the heart and, and leading uh, with creative thinking, thinking outside the box, leading with compassion, leading with empathy, leading with love. Um, I know that's not everyone's cup of tea. I know that there's a generation out there that thinks that we're the snowflake brigade, but honestly, the world didn't really heal by people being more judgmental and wagging that finger, did it? <laughs> my cheeks are really pink because I've been I've been in the hot seat for half an hour <laughs> but um what else did I want to tell you about while I'm here um there's a new episode of the podcast out at the moment um it's part two of the honest review of my life healing from H um healing from complex post-traumatic stress disorder so I've broken my year down into the first six months I did for part one and then the second for part two. So if you fancy having a listen to that, you can. Um, let's pull a few cards while I'm here and see what comes up. I think um, one of the most popular videos that's had loads and loads of likes um, on here was the last video I did in the church talking about Aquarius we're moving into the age of Aquarius now. And um, it's like, what energy do highly sensitives need to embrace to be able to navigate these changes? So let's, um, ooh, got two coming out here. Mm. Yeah, so on the bottom is the Bobcat spirit, which is, um, oh, it's back to front, I think. It's life is a mystery. So that's interesting, isn't it? So, so like we're, we're entering into a really unknown period and unknown periods um, can be a bit rocky. That's funny. What's underneath that is the otter spirit. You're never alone. So, yeah, when you're going through change and you feel like you're doing everything differently to the rest of the world, 
do you feel like you're lonely? Do you feel like you're alone with it? And that's when we must rise up and come together. And that's why this group of um, highly sensitive um, experts have come together so that we're not doing it on our own. Um, but the two cards that came out were the beaver spirit, lay a solid foundation, and oh, the squirrel spirit, believe in yourself. So what do you need? So if you're journaling today, you can journal on these questions or you can just think them through as we're talking. What do you need to lay a solid foundation and believe in yourself? Right, let's start off with those two cards there and let's just build on those and pull from another deck. We'll go for the story deck. So I'm using Colette Baron reed um, Spirit, um, the Spirit Animal Oracle deck. And to do some clarifying, I'm going to use... Um, Kathy Nichols story cards. I'm sorry they're back to front on here. I'm just recording this on, on Zoom, so maybe that's why. So as you know, I love to journal with the Oracle cards because the Oracle cards, they speak to us in symbols and colors and that is language and images. That's the language of our intuition. So can you tell us more about this laying a solid foundation with this beaver spirit, which we need to hear today? How are we laying a solid foundation for moving into this age of Aquarius? Breaking down old systems, rising up through empowering people, it's power to the people. Aquarius is the energy of, mm, of the humanitarian. This card says called. Can you see that that woman's being dragged by that man? I feel like the feminine energy is rising and women are being called, highly sensitive women in particular, as I said at the beginning of this, we're being called to or either partner up with men in leadership positions um, or we're being called to step up and lead as well. And feminine energy would lead in a very different way to masculine. We, we see the masculine energy now. I mean, we haven't really got many good role models to ask you. Not looking at someone beginning with T and ending in rump. He's a bit of an eh, isn't he? <laughs> I mean, what good um, male leaders in, 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 in politics, I suppose I'm thinking of, particularly our royal family in the UK is um, on a sticky wicket at the moment because um, Prince, Prince Charles, King Charles III, Unfortunately, he's been diagnosed with cancer and um, uh, Princess Catherine, William's wife, is not very well. So I'm just feeling like if you're watching this and you're a highly sensitive person and you have untapped creative and intuitive gifts, but you've always fancied doing something different and you know that you're here for a purpose, because often many of us do, you're being called. We're calling, we're rallying the troops. So the solid foundation is gathering, gathering the troops, gathering the tribe, bringing the people together to rise up. Let's just um, let's just pull a second card for believing yourself. So it's not not about doubting and wondering and and um, playing small. It's about stepping up and believing yourself. For me, the squirrel represents play. Always when I see the squirrels outside my window, I think I'm working too hard. So it's a different approach because the masculine energy is very kind of 
doing, 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 whereas the female, the feminine energy is much more being. But there's a playful element to it I'm getting. Tell us about this uh, squirrel energy, believe in yourself. There it is, yeah. It's got feminine energy written all over it, the queen. So how to be, how to step into your queen energy. Your queen energy is when you feel empowered, when you feel confident, when you believe in yourself, when you're fully connected to your body and you can regulate your nervous system and you can articulate and use your voice and speak up and assert yourself. Let's ask, let's ask what the blocks might be to these energies. So, so we're, we're laying a solid foundation by rallying the troops and then we are um, stepping into this confident, um, this queen energy. Let's just see what the blocks might be. Are there any, are there any blocks to um, rallying the troops? Okay, I can... Are there any blocks to rallying the troops? And there's a whole load falling out there, so we will put those back in. I just want one. What are the blocks to rallying the troops? We're laying a solid foundation. We've got two. We've got meditation and fox. So I'm feeling like the fox is quite um, cunning and thinks on their feet. But again, in order to be cunning and think on your feet, you need to be able to um quite in the chaos inside so it's back to what i've been talking about for quite a long time which is being able to sit with yourself and be with your own energy not not be sort of distracted by everything that's going on out there for those of you that can't meditate that's why my intuitive journaling is so powerful um i've got an, an intuitive journaling starter kit which i'll put in the comments below but um People sort of misunderstand. They think they think that uh, meditation is about quieting your mind. You can't actually quiet the mind because you've got a stream of consciousness. But the journaling works with the stream of consciousness, and um, it's very very powerful. There's something else about this fox. Feel free to to comment if you're getting any messages or you're you're hearing something that I'm not hearing because I don't have all the answers, and I love to hear what you think as well. The, the fox is making me think of a scavenger. Like if you think of a fox at night time, it's a nocturnal animal that comes out in the dark and it, um, it, it scavenges around um, the bins looking for food, doesn't it? It's a scavenger. But I'm thinking that we may have to dig deep and do some <laughs> scavenging of our own to... Um, to get comfortable with who we are. 
See, that's more about having a solid, solid sense of foundation in yourself than it is about the person. So the thing that might stop people from coming forward and um, rising up and being part of, of this movement of change is that they are not centered and grounded in their own energy. Um, let's just look at this queen one to see if there's any blocks to queen. I think it'll be the same thing really, won't it? But the solid foundations are is that sense of groundedness, which I know can be really hard for HSBs. On the interview I just did, we were talking about how, you know, you can be really good as a coach at setting boundaries and, um, yeah, physical boundaries and asserting your um, authority and there being consequences, people don't follow boundaries. But the energetic boundaries are really hard when you're on HSP because you tend to just kind of absorb it all and soak it all up. So what are the blocks around this queen energy? Show me the blocks around this queen energy, please. Oh, there's a few. I don't think there's too many. Oh, no, I'm going to take them, I think. There's too many. Oh, too many. Let's just have one. Keep it simple. <laughs> oh. Oh, the bottom of the deck is love. So that's gorgeous, isn't it? I think that's about loving yourself. You're in your queen energy. You love yourself. But um, oh, I know what this is because it's coming up for me. This longing. I want to say this is coming from inner child energy, a longing for something you didn't get. So maybe that is love. And so you have to give it to yourself. It could, it could also be a longing for um, time gone by. And I wonder if we're longing for a pre-COVID world, a time when life seemed uh, less complicated, less stressful. I don't know if that's... Uh, but I, I'm looking, I'm drawn towards this funfair in the background and it's it, it feels very childlike to me. It feels like a longing for something you didn't get when you were a kid. And as and given that love is on the bottom of the chart, on the thing, that could be from a father or a mother wound. It could be either one. Let's, um, yeah, look what's underneath. Love is giving. It's parental, like the baby and the mother. And then underneath that, I notice that's the bird again. So you've got the bird in here. And then you've got the two birds here. But there's no parent in this one. Birdie's on its own. Maybe you had to give love to a parent, but it wasn't reciprocal. Like you had to be the parent, the parentified child. Also, what's on the bottom of that is frozen. So the part of you that is allowed to receive love, give yourself permission to receive it. You deserve it. You're worthy of it. However, however your parents treated you is not an in indicative of how lovable you are. It's, it's more indicative of the lack or the deficit of love in them. And that's probably as a result of their own trauma. Okay, I've got one more deck here. Can we just use one more deck? to ask a few more questions and then I'm going to call it a day. 
So we've got this laying a solid foundation and this uh, stepping into this queen energy and being really confident and believing in yourself. You need to get this clarity um, and be mentally sharp. I feel like Fox is like your mental energy, like thinking on your feet. Um, it's quite cunning, the Fox. Maybe we won't be following the rules. I'm not telling you to break the rules, but sometimes there's ways to get around the rules. And, you know, you need to step outside the box if you're going to change things, right? When I worked in the corporate world, um, I was I worked for this uh, in a project management team and I was put on the um, on the team because I could get stuff signed off because I didn't always follow the rules and I did it in a way that didn't get anyone into trouble. Um, it's the rebel in me. <laughs> um, I think I think we're going to have to be a little bit unorthodox, is what I'm saying. Well, I didn't ask it a question, but the two things that came through is gentleness and attraction. So you are what you attract, and I don't know what kind of world you want to live in as an HSP, but I personally feel like the world that we live in now is too harsh and too loud and too noisy and too fast and too stressful. And often the kids that I used to coach used to say that there was a lack of gentleness. See, maybe there's something about a different kind of queen energy. I mean, when you think of Princess Catherine, who isn't very well at the moment, what sort of queen do you think she will be? I think she'll be a gentle queen. Our queen before Queen Elizabeth was probably a little bit harsher, but just because of her generation and what she'd been through and experienced. She loved animals. She loved horses and um, her corgis. And um, I mean, she, she may well have been an HSP. She may well have, have been, but because of the environment she was in, she had to hide that part of her away. That part of her was frozen. How can you be more gentle and at the same time be empowered? I think you've fully got to embrace your, your, your sensitivity. You have to fully embrace your high sensitivity. I'm just looking at that bird. Um, I don't know if that's a hummingbird or what kind of bird that is, but it's like about to take the nectar from the inside of that plant or it looks like flower or it looks like it is but there's a there's a way of getting what you want without being a bossy queen a forceful queen and just being a gentle queen oh that's interesting isn't it what's on the bottom of this one oh, i was just thinking that in my head how funny i was just about to say what would a good enough mother do and then look what's on the bottom of the deck, mother. I just said that in my head. What, what would a good enough mother do, Lise? The good enough mother is consistent. She's gentle. She's encouraging. She's uh, em empathic. She is concerned with feelings and relating to people. She's not concerned with fixing and solving problems. It's the mother energy. Well, that's interesting, isn't it, that that was on the bottom of the deck and I was just thinking that in my head. Right, 
one more card for what do HSPs need to know moving into this age of Aquarius? How can we all rise up and come together with our beautiful energy? There's 30% of us in the world that are HSPs and make a difference. So think about how you're going to lay solid foundations. Solid foundations is, is about being grounded in your body. It's the root chakra. Lovely card. The butterfly coming out of the cocoon. It's rise. Yeah, we've got to all just rise up and do it. So are, are you ready for that as an HSP, as an empath? As some people call us light workers. I want to make a point, though, that um, there's, there's some stuff online about people seeing HSPs and empaths as being angelic and sort of dehumanising them in a way. You know, no one is all angel or, or devil. <laughs> We're all messy, flawed humans. And... Just because you've got HSP traits, it doesn't make you more superior or special than anyone else. It just means that you're bringing a different set of strengths to the table. So think about what your strengths are as an HSP. I definitely think gentleness is one of them. And so if you're not comfortable with your gentleness, if you mask up, if you protect it, if you're defended in any way. I mean, we have to be discerning about who we share it with. I wonder if this is talking about vulnerability. Shame blocks vulnerability. Shame says I have to show up and be perfect and I have to present in a certain way. Uh, otherwise, there'd be something wrong with me. Um, yeah. Very interesting reading. I was actually been watching. The reason why I was saying about um, the whole demonising and or dehumanising um empaths and hsps is because i've been watching lucifer on netflix and i don't know if you've seen lucifer um it's brilliant it is about <laughs> so the devil retires from hell and opens a nightclub in la that's tom ellis and it, it is about the fact that everyone is worthy of um redemption of forgiveness and that there is not all evil or all good so there's this tendency online to say well if you're not a narcissist then you're an empath and like it's team it's team narcissist or team empath and neither of those are true because um some empaths have narcissistic qualities and both of them are codependent so um i've loved watching lucifer because it it's it, what happens is it's a love story between lucifer and this detective and the more he falls in love with the detective and the more time he spends with her the more human he becomes and his and his um his devilishness starts to evaporate um and he starts to realize he has feelings and it's great because he goes to therapy and so i love it from that as aspect as well like watching him in therapy but yeah like i empaths and you can have a you can have an abusive hsp if an hs or or or, or um an unhealed hsp if an hsp is emotionally dysregulated and spilling that or bleeding that over everyone else and isn't in control of their feelings and um, doesn't know how to set boundaries and can't speak up for themselves, then that can be quite toxic. 
So it doesn't, um, you know, we're, we're all human, myself included. Like I do things sometimes that I'm not proud of when I make mistakes. And I guess it's not about being a perfect human. It's more about practicing repair and being able to own and acknowledge when you're doing something that's upsetting someone else. Um, yeah, I, and that's why I've, I've not really used the word empath in my um, marketing, although I know that if I use it, people will know what it means. But there's people out there saying, oh, super empaths. And <laughs> there's just people who are highly sensitive people that have got high levels or excesses of empathy. And if you've got childhood trauma on top of that, and that's where all this kind of frozen gentleness comes from you know if you were told you were too sensitive or you were punished for having for emoting and having feelings or you were called a snowflake or a wuss or told to man up or you weren't allowed to cry or you weren't you know whatever then that adds another layer of complexity to it I think um yeah so I don't know if that resonates but um if you're an HSP watching this please do come and join me and the 20 HSP excerpts experts that are coming together for the summit we would love 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 to have you there and i think um we could all learn a lot from from each other so be be part of the uprising be part of the uprising all right everyone um take care and i'll see you again very soon bye for now